0: It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sleepy J underscore pregame, joined here by the college football guru, college football fanatic, Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler, And you guys can always get us at BettingPredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. College football week number 13. Uncle Dave and myself, we're going to go ahead. We're going to handicap four football games for you today. We got one on Friday, and we have three on Saturday. Uncle Dave, going to go ahead kick it off here with NC State at UNC. This is a Friday matchup here. In North Carolina it could be minus six and a half. We have a total of fifty-six. Who are you looking at in that game?
1: Yeah, I mean this was a tough one, Sleepy. I mean, you know, both teams are going to a bowl, and you know, honestly, going to look at this time of year, five-win teams that need that last win, but they're already both going to a bowl and. And North Carolina's playing Clemson for the ACC championship uh, after losing to Georgia Tech last week, and you know I think that puts them in a little bit of a tough spot. It's obviously a big rivalry. I mean, you know, outside of North Carolina, it's actually pretty big. And uh, maybe I was thinking that loss to Georgia Tech last week was the letdown spot. Um, and for NC State, there's there's issues at quarterback. You know, is it going to be Morris O'Leary? Uh, they could be thin at wide receiver if Devin Carter's out, and they're Second leading rusher, whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce, but he averages five and a half yards a carry if he can't go. uh, That line seemed really short to me. Um, I know it's a Friday. Kids are going from campus, which doesn't really help home field advantage. Uh, In the market right now they're saying that State's the sharp play, but that was tough for me to get to, but it's also impossible for me to ignore. And I can say the same thing about the total sleepy, which you'd think would be bet up, uh, you know, basis based on the perception of both teams but it's not happening yet so if i had to bet this game i would do two things i would digress to always taking the points in a rivalry game because it's just the way i've operated or passing obviously and the under and the my main reason for doing that is i'm going to give the market it's due here right you know is it's too much of things that don't make sense for me to ignore
0: All right, well, I'll be on the opposite side of you with this one there, Uncle Dave. I feel like North Carolina State might be a little bit deflated right now. You know, they do have a lot going on, back-to-back losses, and they just lost to Louisville, who was down Malik Cunningham. That shouldn't happen, but, you know, it did. North Carolina State, um, as you mentioned, down starting quarterback in MJ Morris, but uh, his return for this week is probably still up in the air, and even if he does play, no, I'm not certain another road game here which will make it back-to-back trips for the Wolfpack knows a recipe for success. NC State was not only down the quarterback last week, they were down the center and multiple other players. So not only is it a health issue, I think it's a situation issue here for them as well. I guess North Carolina State, you know, is also having some outside issues as well. I guess a former player was threatening players or something or another, and uh, he ended up being arrested. So there's like a lot of distractions right now on the field and off the field for North Carolina State. Now, UNC, on the other hand, they have to be sick after last week's loss to Georgia Tech. UNC had high hopes, probably, of like a major bowl game, and now they need to kind of win out to make that a reality. As you mentioned, already locked into the ACC championship against Clemson, but this is a rivalry game, and it's a final home game, and it's a berth, I think, at a decent bowl here for UNC if they do what they need to do here, and they end up taking on Clemson and beating Clemson, I think the Tar Heels get into a pretty big game. So I think that their lack of focus in the last game kind of alerts them here. It's kind of a wake-up call for any them. And this is now, in my opinion, it's a two-game season for North Carolina. I could see them circling the wagons here, looking to beat up on NC State. That's struggling right now, um, not exactly healthy. So I think UNC can't put points on the board. And if MJ Morris and the center and others are out for this game again, then I think the Tar Heels should roll. And I think the six-and-a-half line is probably going to shoot up uh, probably past seven, eight, maybe all the way up to nine. So uh, th- th- that's a big a big concern for NC State right now is the quarterback position because the guy that they got in there right now, he's just not going to go on the road and beat North Carolina, uh, especially coming off of a loss. So uh, it'd be UNC for me right now uh, at minus six-and-a-half. So with that game out of the way, let's jump over to the next one here. Uncle Dave, pretty big game here. we got Iowa State at TCU. TCU going to be minus 10. We have a total of 47 and a half. I'll let you go ahead and rip the run with this one. How are you feeling about that one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know TCU doesn't need style points right now, and I know they could be somewhat flat after that improbable win last week, but everyone seems to like a Iowa State. I mean, about 90% of the tickets on them, and the line's down to 10, so – you know, I think that could be the fact that they're only expecting 47 points to be scored, I and mean, that's the total anyway. Um, and if you're getting 10, you're actually getting a little over 20% of the expected points before kickoff. So mathematically, that's, that's not a dumb thing to do. Um, I think it's all going to come down to whether uh, or not or Iowa, Iowa State, excuse me, breaks effort um, because they're not going to do a bowl game. But by the same token... Um, the other losses haven't been blowouts. I mean, they haven't been getting hammered. I mean, two weeks ago they went to Oklahoma State, and lost by six, uh, and they're only they're only lost by more than ten was by fourteen to Oklahoma. So, you know, maybe maybe we're missing something here, or maybe maybe everybody lining up to take TCU is I don't know, but you know TCU's defense can be suspect. So I can actually get behind taking Ohio, Iowa State plus the point, sleepy.
0: Yeah, it's tough for me to get to TCU here there, Uncle Dave. And I think the, one of the main reasons is because the Iowa State defense is actually really, really good. It's the offense for them that stinks. TCU, they know what they have at stake here. They literally could have probably the easiest path to the playoffs as, as an undefeated team. First this game, get this one out of the way, get a win here. And I think a lot of people might ask, it: could this be a letdown spot? I actually don't think so. I think the way that TCU won last week was actually very fortunate for them. That in itself is probably a wake-up call for them. Like, we need to go out here and complete games. And that wasn't an easy game last week. A lot of people, you know, were on high alert last week with, you know, Baylor thinking that they could upset. But I'm sure the coaches and the players digested that. And now it's kind of like an all-hands-on deck. It's now here's the next goal of the season. And Iowa State, in the past, they've been known for blowing up team season and TCU They're certainly going to be on high alert here. As I said, Iowa State, very good defense. And I think that that's the only way that they could possibly win this game. TCU will probably play a close to the vest type of game, a very calculated, safe game plan type of game. You know, go into the big plays only when they're needed. I could see them taking very few risks in this game. But mixing up the offense well enough alone to go ahead and try to disguise, you know, enough to go ahead and get Iowa State kind of on its heels a little bit, which isn't going to be easy. TCU defense, like you said, it hasn't shined. Um, it hasn't shined in many weeks. But I think that this is a week in, in which that it can. I actually see this game going under here, Uncle Dave. This total is at 47 and a half. It looks low. It's low for a reason. I don't think Iowa State's going to give up a ton of points here to TCU. And I don't think Iowa State's going to be able to put up a ton of points. I could see TCU probably winning this game, Uncle Dave, maybe like 24-13 type of win. And I don't see the margin. So for me, there's no way I would lay the points here. I would either take them or play the under. But I like the under more than anything. I think that there is probably some margin uh, from the 47 and a half. And I have this one predicted at 37. So I'll go ahead. I'll play the under. I don't think TCU loses this game, though. No. I think they know what's in front of them, take care of business here, win the next game, get into the playoff, and that's that. So I think they'll come in here focused, pretty dialed in. but. I just don't see that margin, not against Iowa State defense. Let's jump over to Michigan State, Penn State. Penn State can be minus 18. We have a total of 52 and a half. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and rip a room with that one. Michigan State, Penn State, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking at motivation here. But, you know, with Penn State having no shot to play in the Big Ten title game, I thought I would consider these generous points. I, mean, I think it's around 18, 19, whatever, a lot. Uh, But since losing to Ohio State, which effectively ended Penn State's playoff hopes, um, they've beaten three teams by 30 or more, uh, and only allowed 24 points in those three games. And two of those three games were on the road. And I will say it looks like the Spartans might have found an offense lately. So laying those points is kind of tough for me, especially for a full game without a lot of students, when you just know that Penn State's likely to play everyone. Who doesn't usually see the field at some point? So I will take that part out of the equation uh, and bet Penn State for the first half, maybe even the first quarter. I mean, the Michigan State defense is, is just suspect, uh, too suspect for me not to do that. I think Penn State comes out and and makes a statement, and uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna pretend the second half doesn't even happen here because you know in in these final games and senior days. Um, guys that have seen three snaps are going to probably play out an entire quarter, especially in a game which Penn State figures to be ahead. So I really like them in the first half and the first quarter.
0: That's an interesting way to look at it there, Uncle Dave. I don't I don't dislike that one. Penn State, they've looked pretty good in their last two games, and Michigan State's coming off of a loss. I'm not convinced that Penn State will cover this kind of number, though. Michigan State, they do have a bull bid on the line. If they can win this game, you know, they're gonna end up getting a bull a bull bid, but you know, it is unlikely being eighteen-point underdogs here, you know, catching a bull bid for that team. Penn State, I think they could certainly take Sparty lightly, but this is always a battle. It's Michigan State Penn State. It's not gonna be an easy game for Penn State to just go and run these guys over. And Penn State might look good right now on paper, but they've beaten three bad teams in a row. But they came up way short against Michigan, way short against Ohio State. And I think Penn State that there's a good chance that they might be looking at, like, a Gator Bowl appearance or something in that caliber of bowls. And to me, it seems like the Penn State season, it's basically already decided for them. And Michigan State, it's not. I feel like this probably could be a lack of focus game here for Penn State. You know, you already mentioned it, Uncle Dave, it's the final game of the year. You might end up with seniors playing. Penn State, if they know where they're going to end up going, like, all right, they might not know the exact bowl, but they know they're not playing in the Big Ten title. They know they're not going to the playoff. They kind of know where they're at right now. So I could I could see a lack of a focus game for Penn State, and and they've been known for you know pulling these type of games off where you know they should win by three touchdowns and they go out there and they win by six or they end up losing a game. So I don't know. For me, it's Penn State could play down to the competition here in Michigan State. You know that they could view this as like the the Super Bowl for themselves, and if they get a win, that they get into a bowl game. So. This is going to be a max effort here. I'm, I'm quite convinced of that from Michigan State. The total doesn't interest me at all, but taking Sparty at plus 18 does. So I'll go ahead. I'll take Michigan State here plus the 18. I think they actually give Penn State a run for their money in this game. I think Penn State comes in here uh, very loosely focused, and that's uh, that's going to be something that we might be talking about come Monday. Uh, so with that game out of the way there, Uncle Dave, let's jump over to our final one here. This is going to be a pretty big game. we got Notre Dame at USC. USC minus five and a half. We have a total of 65. I'll let you go first, They have Notre Dame, USC. What do you got?
1: Yeah, this is funny. I mean, I actually expected a bigger number um, than what it is, and I was prepared to take Notre Dame, uh, even knowing that USC can use the style points. So then I see a six because I was figuring it might touch seven. And then I see all the tickets on the Irish, and the six is all disappearing fast. And yet, what, what's really striking is the total is going up. So let's 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 move forward here. We know Notre Dame wants to run the ball. If we didn't know, they only throw the ball percentage-wise more than 10 teams out of 130. So they want to run. And the USC defense is not a lead against the run. So I think Notre Dame could have some success, which made me think the move to the over is incorrect. Or at least the over isn't a bet I'm willing to make, especially... Knowing that the defense is the, is really the strength of Notre Dame, who also sacked the quarterback on nine and a half percent of their dropbacks. So with all this, I can see why the pros are taking Notre Dame, uh, who's also playing with house money. Uh, by that I mean, okay, they're not going to a to a uh, to a playoff. Uh, they'll go to a big ball game because they're Notre Dame, uh, and Marshall is really just a distant memory. I mean, and we know there's pressure on USC. And I know historically that Lincoln Riley Sooner teams often fell on their faces late in these games in, in the season. So if I could still get a six, and there's a few left, I would take Notre Dame. To be honest with you, sleeping. I, I don't. I'm not sure that we're going to agree on that, but I'm not sure that's a bad thing because then we give our listeners a couple different perspectives. So uh, tell me why I'm wrong.
0: All right. Well, you're right that you're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to take USC here there, Uncle Dave. I actually like them quite a bit here, and the reason for me is quite simple. Go back to last week. If you watched the USC versus UCLA game last week, the fact that USC won that game should have you a little bit worried here about Notre Dame. UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson played probably about as good as a player could possibly play. As I watched that game, and I watched every single snap because I had USC. That was my premium play last week, and I gave that out on the podcast. I really liked USC last week and watching that Dorian Thompson from UCLA, the quarterback, he brought back memories of like Vince Young against USC. And for the record, that was like the best I've ever seen a quarterback ever play in a football game, at least in a college football game. But Dorian Thompson was really good. Nothing short of amazing. But, no, you know, he was hurt in that game. He was he was just battling all game long. He did try to squeeze some throws in there that that, you know, ended up getting picked off. Uh, you know, more than a few times. But the story to me was USC's quarterback and Caleb Williams. He's playing at a Heisman level right now. Notre Dame doesn't have that type of guy in Drew Pine. Simply not enough offense in the passing game for Notre Dame to keep pace here with USC. And USC's rushing attack, you know, with diving being out, people were a little bit worried about that. It looked fantastic last week against UCLA. USC looks legit and on offense with Caleb Williams. I think that they could actually compete with anyone. Notre Dame, not a bad team. I feel like they're an 8-3 and three team that's going on the road to face USC with what I think, and like we talked about this last week, I think there's a playoff berth on the line for this team, and that's scary if you want to go ahead and back the Irish. Notre Dame, I don't think they're going to be able to keep pace with this USC offense. I could see USC probably getting out to some type of a lead because you're not going to stop Caleb Williams. And Notre Dame, in my opinion, they just don't have the offense to go ahead and, and catch up. And if you're going to put the ball in Pine's hands, he's going to compound their problems with turnovers and probably mistakes. And I think this is going to end up being a staple. You know, if anyone is asking if USC deserves to be in the playoffs, they're going to win this game. I think they win this game impressive. I know a lot of people might think let down. But, again, this is kind of like the TCU season. There's two games left here for USC. You got Notre Dame. You got the Pac-12 title game. Get a win here. I would be more concerned about next week if I was USC than I would be about this week because I think they can go and kind of roll over Notre Dame here. I'm not fully bought in that Notre Dame um, can go on the road with this type of team and beat a USC team with a lot on the line. Caleb Williams, he's just playing too damn well right now. And he has the horses to go ahead and carry him past this Notre Dame team. So I think USC gets out early. I think Notre Dame makes mistakes. And I think USC actually runs away to you know, probably like a three-score win in this one. So sometimes the Sharps are wrong, and I feel that they're probably wrong on this one just because USC looked the way that they looked last week. But don't forget, they went on the road. Like, that was not an easy spot for them. They weren't favored by a whole lot of points. They were only favored in that game by like two and a half. So the fact that they won that game on the road, coming back home with the season on the line, playoffs on the line, at least that's what I think. I think they show up this week in a big way, and I think they surprise – a lot of the betters, a lot of the sharp guys. And uh, I don't think Notre Dame gets the job done. So uh, I'll be on USC. Um, a couple of disagreements there, Uncle David would be interesting. I'm sure you and I will be going ahead and uh, texting and talking over the weekend to see who ended up winning. But uh, I'd like to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. This will be the college football pod for the week. Uh, myself, Smooth, Dan, Steve, we'll go ahead we'll do the NFL pod. So if you're listening to this now, be on the lookout for that stuff later on tonight and early tomorrow morning. But you guys know where to find Uncle Dave and I on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler at sleepyj underscore pregame. You guys could always get us at the betting dot com and on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games.